You're listening to the Education Podcast. That's right, we're back. So what have we got coming up in today's episode? We look at cold temperatures and the weather in the here and now. And in our new feature, Hey Martin, we look at the 23 tasks that teachers are not supposed to be doing. Hello and welcome to another education podcast with me, Martin Hodge. I'm back and this time I'm wearing a hat. Well, I'm wearing a hat because it's minus five degrees outside and I'm trying to keep warm as I know you all are in our schools and colleges out there. If this is your first time joining us on the Education Podcast, you are very welcome. If this is not your first time and you've listened to us before, again, you are very welcome. If you do enjoy the podcast, we recommend that you subscribe. You can find the button in your podcast app. Do let your colleagues know and share the podcast widely. And please leave us reviews wherever you are listening to us. Now, as I said at the beginning, it is cold out there. We've just had Storm Aisha hot on the heels of Storm Henk, and we've got another storm coming through at the moment with temperatures really, really low. But what happens if those temperatures are really cold in your classrooms? What are the rules and what does the law say? Now, the law says that every employer is required to make a suitable and sufficient assessment of the health and safety risks that employees are exposed to whilst at work and that your employer must consider all these risks to you as employees and to the public when making assessments regarding cold temperature and the weather. Health and safety regulations state that workplace temperatures should be reasonable. And the Education School Premises Regulations of 1999 state that heating in schools must be capable of heating classrooms to a minimum temperature of 18 degrees and this must be maintained while the classroom is in use. It's a little bit colder in gymnasiums where the temperature must be at least 15 degrees. If these temperatures cannot be maintained then schools could be closed, rooms can be taken out of action or other arrangements put into place. Now, if your workplace is cold, the first thing you should do is speak with the head teacher or maybe with the trust or the local authority if you are in leadership and see what can be done to make your workplace a little bit warmer. Your employer has a responsibility to keep you safe at work, including from the cold. And so extra heaters or relaxed dress codes might be things that are appropriate to make your workplace just that little bit more safe. So this could mean you and the kids that you're teaching perhaps wearing extra jumpers or maybe even coats, gloves and scarves. Although, if the classroom is so cold that you need to wear coats, gloves and scarves, the question has to be asked whether or not that is reasonable or whether or not the school should actually be closed. We've had some members say that emergency heating has been brought into their classrooms. These are often old gas-fired heating. It's important to point out that with any sort of heating, risk assessments need to be taken to ensure that that heating is safe to use in the room that it's deployed, making sure that children are not directly next to the heater where they might be burned from high temperatures, but also bearing in mind that heaters such as gas heaters produce noxious fumes, which can be hazardous. And so it's important to make sure that there is adequate ventilation and a window always open in classrooms where they are used. 
If no action is taken to keep you safe and warm in the classroom, if no other classroom can be found to accommodate you and your children, then the workplace really does need to take the decision to close because it is clearly unreasonable to expect you to discharge your duties in a room which is unsuitable. And whilst we would not expect you to simply walk out of any classroom because the temperature has dropped too low, it is important to make it clear to leadership and management that continuing to work in rooms that are too cold is hazardous to yours and to your pupils health. If you want further information about this please do visit our website where you can find information on cold temperatures in our advice centre and if you are struggling in your school at the moment and would like to speak to someone then please do give our service centre a call. The number will be at the end of the show. We're introducing a brand new section into our podcast this month. This is Hey Martin. This is your opportunity to get in touch with us with a question, with a query, with a myth that you need busting. All you need to do is record yourself saying, Hey Martin, and then asking your question, and we will do our best to include as many as possible as we answer them in the coming months. Now today's Hey Martin is all about the 23 workload tasks that have recently been announced by the government's Workload Reduction Task Force. Now this task force has recommended a list of tasks teachers should not have to do. But it is worth pointing out that it's very similar to a list created 10 years or more ago and it used to feature in the school teacher paying conditions document. Now don't worry, I'm not about to read out the full list of 23 duties, but I'm going to give you a flavour because they do seem to fall into four or five groups of tasks. Now almost all of these tasks are administrative in form in one way or another. The first group I think are mostly about data management and administration. For example, no teacher should be required to keep and file paper or electronic records and data. No teacher should be involved in managing and transferring data about pupils into school management systems or printing electronic records for paper filing. The second group seems to me to be about classroom and equipment administration. Things like creating or copying files perceived to be required in anticipation of inspection or organised decoration and assembly of the physical classroom space or perhaps ordering supplies and equipment. The next group of tasks is all about attendance. Should teachers produce and collate analyses of attendance figures? Should teachers investigate a pupil's absence? And the final group is communications and other general admin. For example, administration relating to school visits, trips, residentials and work experience. Now for certain, there are tasks here that do not require a teacher's time. Tasks that could be done by a member of the support staff. Tasks which if they were done by a teacher would take them away from the children they are supposed to be working with. But the thing is some of these duties are duties that bring joy to the teacher like designing a wall display that engages the pupils and inspires learning or perhaps determining what equipment is needed based on what the curriculum is going to look like next year. Or maybe you need to do a quick check of your stock of exercise books you know, before you order more. Perhaps you're leading a trip and, as the responsible person, you need to check that you've got all of the correct paperwork for that visit. 
And of course, another thought, if the teacher isn't doing those tasks, then a member of support staff will likely be required to. But in what five minutes? Schools are cutting support staff and others are choosing to leave because they can get better pay and conditions by working elsewhere. And schools don't have the finances to recruit additional staff. This is likely to hit smaller schools, those who've already got the fewest staff, the hardest. And we will continue to make these points to the government because whilst we're pleased that they are finally listening and taking notice of workload, the solutions do have to be practical and workable and we fear that they might not be. So all that's left for us to say is thank you for joining me and a reminder that the podcast needs your help. Record yourself with your Hey Martin questions and email them to us at educationpolicy at community-tu.org. I do look forward to hearing from you, to reading your comments and responding to your questions. Don't forget to follow us on social media for news, shared content and resources. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter and on Instagram. For help and advice, you can visit our website, www.community-tu.org, and check out our FAQs, Advice Centre and Information Sheets. If you're a member and you need casework support, then please contact your regional teams or use the contact button on our website. Or you can call the Service Centre on 0800 389 6332. And finally, thank you for joining us today and I hope you'll join me next time for another education podcast.